what they can offer you up there. Isn't this a good news story? And aren't we delighted to talk about it? We're talking about the uh, the reopening in the next couple of days of uh, Her Majesty's Theatre. And who better to talk about than the, um, the, uh, the artistic director and the boss of the Adelaide Festival CEO and the artistic director of the show that will open the uh, Her Majesty's Theatre, Douglas Goutier and Andy Packer. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Nice to be talking to you. Afternoon. Uh, Great to be with you. Oh, good on you, Douglas. First of all, the idea and what a successful idea it's been. It started what nearly a couple of years ago now, back in the June of 2018. Um, who who came up with the idea of uh, of revamping Her Majesty's Theatre? Well, I think it goes back uh, almost 12 years, Tony, uh, where uh, quite clearly uh, the Madge, as it had been renovated, and I use the term loosely, back in the 60s and 70s, uh, had made it uh, not very viable commercially and also very difficult for performers and, and not so great for audiences either. But, you know, it had been a great theatre when it was first built. Uh, it accommodated over 2,000 people. It's in the right spot. Uh, down there in the, in the market in Chinatown Precinct, lots of retail around it, food and beverage. We needed another commercially viable theatre because we're getting a lot of musicals coming through, but we also have great local uh, uh, ensembles performing. So the Festival Theatre was just having too much, uh, uh, too much uh, call on its uh, time and capacity. So the obvious thing was to... Uh, you know, reinvent uh, Her Majesty's Theatre and get it back to uh, commercially viable state, about 1,500 seats. So over a nearly 12-year period, uh, buying, the, buying the place next door to accommodate new foyers and bars, lift blocks, etc., uh, that's what we've done. It's been a long journey, but we've done it. So, you know, it's been a community effort. Great builders, great architects, great team, and so uh, we're very proud to be able to deliver it. What are, um, Douglas, what are some of the main changes that have happened as a result of the $66 million and just everybody is saying, oh, God, it's $66 million brilliantly spent. But what are, the, what are some of the changes that have been implemented? Well, uh, of course, it's increased capacity to just under 1,500 seats, so that, that's an extra, uh, an extra 600 seats in there. The backstage facilities are really fantastic. They will take the big musicals. They will take shows of all kind. Uh, the interior with the acoustic treatment, etc., uh, with the theatre consultants out in New York and uh, and the local architects, etc., is first rate. So acoustically, it's really strong for artists and performers, musicians. Uh, the bars and uh, facilities in the new wing are just uh, beautiful, and, uh, and people will really enjoy all of that. It has a roof terrace. Uh, it has uh, and it has equipment up the back uh, in terms of 96 lines in our in our fly tower, which will help us take the big shows. It has rehearsal rooms. It has facilities for uh, uh, about 80 players backstage and in, in the dressing rooms and green rooms and all that sort of thing. So it's it's the complete deal and uh, and makes it one of the most interesting and I think attractive theatre complexes in the country and, and within the Asia-Pacific region. We're talking to a Douglas, Douglas Goutier, who's the Adelaide Festival Centre CEO and the Artistic Director, and in a moment or so we'll talk to uh, Andy Packer, who's the Artistic Director of the show that will reopen Her Majesty's Theatre. Uh, in the bo boomer column of the uh, the paper today, um, Bob Byrne has got just a, a great article, terrific article, good story, and some wonderful photos of those Herculean days of uh, Her Majesty's Theatre that used to be known as the, as the Tivoli, believe 
believe it or not, all of those years ago. But have a look at it on page 22 in the Boomer section. Bob Burns' column in the paper today. Of course, Bob, we had uh, had Bob on the on talking about the very thing, uh, the reopening. When was it on the show last week? Sometime or another. Um, let's have a chat to a young bloke. I assume is a young bloke, Andy Packer, who's the artistic director of the uh, Slingsbury Theatre, who will uh, be reopening uh, the uh, Her Majesty's Theatre. G'day, Andy. Welcome to Five AA. How are you? I'm going great, thank you. I'm now, not as young as I was, but I'm I'm young enough. Yeah, oh, good on you. You're young enough. Now, Andy, tell us about the show that will reopen the uh, the thing, the uh, the Slingsbury Theatre Company. What are you all about? So we're yeah we're an Adelaide-based company, and we are presenting uh, the Adelaide Festival Centre are presenting our show, The Tragical Life of Cheese Boy, which we made in Adelaide 13 years ago, and has travelled around to 10 countries around the world. So we're really thrilled to. Uh, to bring it back to, to Adelaide and, and to have it be the first show in Her Majesty's, which is just an absolutely stunning theatre. We uh, we had some tours uh, through through Her Majesty's match uh, on the weekend and um, and yeah, everyone that came into the building just absolutely is in love with the building. And Andy, what's the, what's the show all about again? So the, the Tragical Life of Cheese Boy, it's a, it's a show for everyone aged eight and up and uh, it tells the imagined story of a, of a boy from a, chip, a planet made of cheese, uh, which uh, becomes a fondue when an asteroid comes too close to it. And uh, Cheese Boy finds himself on Earth, lost without his parents. Oh, really? And trying uh, to uh, find his way through life. And a, a big cast? How many are we talking about, Andy? It's a cast of two. A cast of two. Is so that all? Only a, two? Yeah, yeah. Quite a small show because we, when we started to have this conversation with the Festival Centre... Uh, about presenting this show uh, during during um, COVID lockdown, you know, we thought we would be able to have an audience of twenty. We normally have a, a you know an audience of about one hundred and twenty five for this for this show, um, but we thought for twenty that, that this would be the right show. We ne- we now you know thankfully been able to increase that. We have uh, about fifty people coming to each performance, um, so it's a, it's a, a beautiful intimate show and the the lovely thing about this is that when people come to see this show and i have to say all the tickets have have been allocated now so we've got full house for for all 10 performances um is that the audience will actually come in through the auditorium up onto stage and oh really yeah Yeah. to uh to experience this and the show (laughs) takes place around them and over the top of them and uh, it's a really beautiful show look uh, for those of you who are lucky enough to have uh, won tickets and uh, had a tour on the uh, Saturday afternoon, about mid-afternoon. Uh, give us a call uh, and, and tell us what it was like. Obviously, it was a great time and a lot of people were gobsmacked at just how good the $66 million has been spent. So if you're one of those lucky people who went down and had a look at the um, the revamped uh, Her Majesty's Theatre on Saturday afternoon, we'd love to know what you think about it. Um, somebody said, uh, Pilko, you were saying last week in your discussions with Bob Byrne that uh, among the people who have uh, actually appeared at Her Majesty's Theatre back in the early 50s was... Uh, uh, the uh, Luciano Pavarotti. And they said, how did that come about? Uh, Douglas, I don't know that you're old enough to remember it, but apparently oh, Joan... Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't here, but um, uh, look, he sang as a young man. I've got a, we got a photo of him uh, from that period. He's quite skinny. Really? I recognise him. Yeah. Really? He was part of the... Uh, he was part of the Sutherland Bombing Opera Company with Joan Sutherland. Oh, right. And believe it or not, in that theatre, they did three operas. And... Um, uh, over a space of about three weeks, and Pavarotti, uh, you know, was uh, was the opposite uh, lead to, to Sutherland. Did all those great uh, those great operas, Donizetti operas, where uh, the tenor hits you know, copious numbers of, of high C's, 
Yeah. Uh, and he was there. Yeah, uh, and of course, yeah, in, in those days, 52, 53, he was, he was certainly an up-and-comer and recognised as quite brilliant, but he certainly wasn't famous in, in those days, was he? No, he wasn't. In fact, uh, Sutherland Bonning uh, gave him his big break. And interestingly enough, back in 1924, Paul Kelly's grandfather uh, founded an opera company in there called the South Australian National Opera no. Company. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, truly? No, I'm not making it up. <laughs> Even if you are, it's a great story, <laughs> Doc. Listen, I mean, somebody said to me, I don't know whether this is apocryphal, and I said, well, you know, a brilliant voice, and it turned out to be probably one of the greatest singers ever. And somebody said, one of the reasons that uh, Joan Sutherland and her husband wanted him, because he was at least taller than Joan. Is that right? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I think. That, I mean, I think the great thing about Richard Bonning was that he, uh, you know, he was a great talent spotter. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he knew voices uh, uh, straight away that had potential. Of course, not only was a great talent spotter, but he was also a great trainer uh, of, of voices. You know, Greta Bradman worked uh, with him oh, for a couple okay. of years, but many other singers over the years, and uh, and so he took a lot of young singers uh, through the early stages of their careers and. You know, Pavarotti was, was one of them, believe right. it or not. Right. We're talking to uh, Douglas Gout here. Douglas is the Adelaide Festival Centre CEO and the Artistic Director, and Andy Packer is the Artistic Director of Slingsbury, the uh, uh, show, the company that will reopen uh, the uh, Her Majesty's Theatre not too far away from now. Speaking of Pavarotti... <laughs> This 5AA magic moment thanks to Agostino Mitsubishi. For the best deals, best service, best experience. Nailsworth and Elizabeth. Agostino.com.au McHenry slips it down there to Miller. Miller did well. Brady Smith around the body. High ball. He likes it. No quadri likes it. That's a magnificent kick. Now that's magic. 1395 Adelaide's 5AA. In 2005 I got sick. I found I couldn't do jobs that I used to do around the house. I found it very easy accessing the services from the ACH group. At ACH group we listen because your needs and interests are different. The solution is to do the shopping and a bit of cleaning. I can do quite a lot of things for myself now but I know that I could call them and they would give me extra help if I needed it. ACH group. Good lives for older people. Phone 1300 22 A lot of us have gotten used to working from home now. Some of us are even looking at making it more permanent. So if you still need help setting up a proper home office, speak to the gurus at Harvey Norman. 5AA's Talking Tech with Adelaide Tech Guy Richard Pascoe for Harvey Norman Computers. A home office must be an effective and comfortable workspace at home. Harvey Norman has everything from a new notebook, desktop or all-in-one computer to printers, scanners and networking equipment to improve your Wi-Fi. Interest-free terms are also available. And to tie it all together, get Microsoft Office 365. Tax time is getting close, so this is your last chance to score the popular 5AA and Harvey Norman promotion. Mention I sent you in and get Office 365 Personal for only $79 or get it free with any computer purchase. 
For more of Richard's great tech info, check out the Talking Tech lifestyle page at 5AA.com.au. Thanks to Harvey Norman Computers. It's uh, 14 minutes to two here with Pilko of a Monday afternoon and we're talking about the reopening and what a reopening it will be of Her Majesty's Theatre. We'll be talking to the gentleman in just a moment or so. Uh, Sharpie's got a, a couple of questions for you. Has your, your water bill become excessive lately? Did the pipes make a, a humming sound when you turn the tap on? Does the water in the shower take forever to drain away? If the answer is yes to any of these questions, you've got to give the Sharp Services plumbing expert a call immediately. We've got this uh, reactive clay soil here combined with ageing galvanised pipework, and this can cause long-term problems. Now, the same applies to things like uh, household drains and especially those with the uh, the older earthenware pipes, and they're everywhere. But don't worry, Sharpies plumbing technicians can remedy any problem you might have, including things like water leaks and, and drain blockages. They can cause all sorts of trouble. And there's a fixed price plumbing inspection service available to identify exactly what issues need to be rectified before they become these really gut-wrenching and expensive problems. So when it comes to your plumbing, Sharp Services can have someone at your door within the hour to fix that problem of yours. Give them a call. Sharp Services, you got some worries and let's face it, in this day and age you certainly don't need a, a minor problem to all of a sudden become a big problem and cause you a lot of heartache and a lot of money. Get in touch with the people at Sharp Services and get the damn thing fixed pretty well straight away. Sharp Services on 131750. Does your outdoor area look a bit outdated? Kids' birthday parties, New Year's Eve do's, chill out with your mates and a few coldies out the back. If you've been thinking of living your best life at home, then that's also how the trade man thinks about it too. It's not just a place with a roof. It's your space, your way, and with heart. Take a look at the Trade Man's Instagram gallery and see what I mean. Veranda, patio, pergola or carport. Thetrademan.com.au The Hospital Research Home Lottery is giving you the chance at that life-changing moment. Imagine living mortgage-free in a sensational Scott Salisbury home at Henley Beach with a quarter of a million dollars in the bank. How about a new car, bills paid for a year or one million dollars cash? With over 13,000 prizes to win, get your tickets today. Visit homelottery.com.au. Proceeds improve the lives of every South Australian. Licence M13846. Priceline Pharmacy's massive clearance sale is on now. Save on health and beauty from great brands like Maybelline New York, Australis, Models Prefer, Fudge, Revolution, Beauty Essentials and more. Prices start from just $3. Hurry into Priceline Pharmacy while stocks last. Macular degeneration is Australia's leading cause of blindness. If you're over 50, have an eye test and macular check. Early detection is vital. You can have the very early signs without even knowing. Information, guidance and support is only a phone call away. Call the Macular Disease Foundation on 1800-111-709 for a free macular degeneration information kit. Scrape your caravan, Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. This is Tony Pilkington. And it's uh, just on 11 minutes to two. We're talking to, to Douglas, Douglas Gout here. Douglas is the Adelaide Festival Centre CEO and the Artistic Director. And Andy Packer is the Artistic Director of Slingsbury, the theatre company who will be reopening the show. Uh, Douglas, uh, it all gets underway when tomorrow night, Tuesday night, is opening night effectively down there. Yeah, that's right. So it's it's uh, you know all of us are working hard to do that. It's so uh, it's just so pleasing that we're working with uh, Andy, and it's uh, 
and his ensemble and, and such a you know a company that's that's worked internationally but is very much uh, homegrown and with, with a show that is such a you know a beautiful piece and uh, you know even in the tours uh, over the weekend that we're able to do you know a lot of our, a lot of uh, groups from the sector participated state theatre company the opera company Slava Gregorian Australian Dance Theatre so look it's uh, I think it's a labour of love for all of the sector. We all love this uh, this place and its history. Uh, it's been operating since before the First World War, uh, and it's seen all sorts of things, and uh, now there's a chance to celebrate that and the, the only last surviving Tivoli Theatre in the country. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, understandably, because of the COVID restrictions, the, um, the numbers are, are limited. How many will be at the opening tomorrow night, Andy? From Douglas Road? Uh, yeah, we'll have... Andy, we'll have yep. port- yeah, we'll have 48, 48 people with us uh, tomorrow Tomorrow night. We have two, two performances tomorrow night and then two performances every day through until next Saturday. So we'll, we'll, uh, it's a full house, but it's, a, just a, <laughs> it's just a restricted house at the moment. But, but you know, I think we've, we've got, um, as Douglas was saying, we tour around the world. We've got, we've got presenters, venues and festivals around the world really watching carefully what we're doing here. In, uh, in bringing people back into the theatre. It's, it's really important that we that we let people back into theatres and that we do it safely because we know how powerful live performance is in people's lives as a social as a social kind of gathering. And, and art is very powerful for people's, you know, mental health. And, uh, and so we're, we're thrilled to be able to start letting people back in. And he's a boomer column in the advertiser today. Pages of it, as a matter of fact, of Bob Byrne uh, has got a, just a great story and some wonderful photos on page 22. So when you get a hold of the Tizer today, have a look it up. Uh, Douglas, some of the people that have appeared there over the years, I mean, uh, uh, Kate, I know that Kate Sobrano, Kate Sobrano just loves it. I don't know how many times she's been to the, um, as a performer, to the Adelaide Festival, to the, uh, but she just loves it. She says, Her Majesty's, oh, just rings so, so many bells for her. So we have a uh, we had a, a signature wall underneath the old stage, and uh, which has probably about four four hundred five hundred signatures of artists who've been performed in there since nineteen fifty three. Barry Humphries is up there about six times, I think. But there's Lauren Bacall, Derek Jacobi, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, you name it, they're on there. Um, and so uh, it's indicative, I think, of the great love of this theatre uh, from, from artists. But, you know, um, I, I think if you go back over the years, I mean, there are... So within the uh, uh, within the new wing uh, on the floor, we have chosen one artist from each of its first hundred years. And, uh, uh, you know, it's got one or two state premiers who performed in here before they were politicians. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, John Bannon of Don Dunstan... Uh, it's got people like uh, W.C. Fields, who performed here in 1914, uh, was performing dogs. Uh, it's had all in wrestling in here. It was the home for... Uh, it was the place for the welcome home because they lost to Keith Smith in 1919. We've, we've still got all, that, all the place cards and the menus and everything. Don Bradman wrote uh, um, some music for a musical in 1931. Uh, really? You know, uh, there's... It, it really is a living uh, treasure chest of uh, Australian uh, uh, entertainment and showbiz uh, activity since uh, since 1913. That's oh. what the theatre is all about. And so I guess what we we try to do here is say, well, that's great, and we've got to honour that. It's it's just 
great set of shoulders to be standing on, but it's also preparing this theatre for the next hundred years. Richard, uh, rather, uh, Douglas, when um, when the restrictions are lifted, what will be the capacity of uh, the new setup around there? It's just under 1,500. Yeah. So uh, when it was first built, its capacity was over 2,000. Uh, you know, the, uh, uh, <clears throat> the top area was uh, the gods, really, were set of benches, I know, because my grandmother used to take me to community singing up there when I was a little boy in the late <laughs> 50s, early 60s, and I think when Kevin Cruz and Lionel Williams were running it, <laughs> oh, I don't know, 5AB, 5K, I can't remember. But community anyway, singing, oh goodness, it sounds so corny, but it, oh, people loved it, they really thought it was just. Andy, the uh, the two young performers who will be uh, opening the thing tomorrow night, uh, are they nervous at all or just excited and, and looking forward to the whole thing? Uh, no, no. That's, so they're, they're, they're adults to the performance, but our audience is, is young people. These, these, it's Stephen Sheehan and Sam McMahon, and they've, they've performed this show over the last 13 years all around the world. So they, oh, right. they're just absolutely thrilled to be having a young audience coming back to uh, to see the work again. The uh, the photos in the paper today, there's uh, Her Majesty the Queen Mother meeting the then artistic director, Sir Robert Halpin, and uh, a young and, uh, and angelic looking and a brilliant dancer, Rudolph Nureyev. I mean, but uh, I just can't believe that the W.C. Fields appealed, uh, appeared there, when did you say, Douglas, in 1914 in a dog act of some kind or another? Yeah, 1914. <laughs> he, well, he, he was a... <laughs> before his uh, film career, you know, he was... Um, he was a juggler, and I think there was some connection with performing <laughs> dogs of some kind. And um, uh, look, you've got to remember, it was a vaudeville theatre. That's right. Know? It was the Tivoli uh, Theatre in those days, yeah. And all right. the old W.C. Fields, drunken old thing that he was even in those days. And, of course, one of the other great performers there, and the bloke who loves it nearly as much as Kate Sobrano, has been Barry Humphreys over the years. He glowingly talks about Her Majesty's Theatre. So he first performed in there in 1953 really? as part of the Melbourne Theatre Ensemble, um, our Melbourne Theatre Company Ensemble. He was in a play called How Green Is My Valley, and he was playing a Welsh uh, uh, preacher. And so all his lines were in Gaelic, and he said he had no idea what he was talking about. I'm sure that the audience didn't either. But anyway, it was a great experience. He's loved the theatre ever since. He's been paid for oh, the building fund. Yeah. You know, he's given us a great moral support to... Uh, to get this thing going over the years. I'd love to see him back there, and not only as Dame Edna, but as one of my favourites, Sir Les Patterson. I know he's politically incorrect, but, oh, God, he's as funny as all hell. Douglas, congratulations. Andy, loads of good luck for tomorrow night. What do they say? Break a leg, and thank you for the time this afternoon. And uh, just everybody in Adelaide is wrapped in the fact that the $66 million has been so brilliantly spent on Her Majesty's Theatre. Douglas Gaudier and Andy Packer, thanks again. Nice to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. Uh, thank well, you we, we were talking about... Uh, we were talking about